Because that's what we do. Do do do. I always hate trying to find the links to post. It's a bull like for sure. Yeah, you know. It is what it is. This is what we get. Post that shit and boom. Motherfucker. That shit is out there. What in the hell is going on tonight? I tell ya. There. There, Richard. Ah. And we are live. There go, Chris. This is the 40 and Slip, episode 56, the Christmas special. Welcome. Uh, I thought I'd give everybody a little surprise. Richard thought he was going to talk. What did you think you were going to talk about this week, Richard? Uh, I thought we were going to talk about the Beast of Bob and more. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Nope. No, we're not. No. Um, I mean, you know, I wanted you to do the research, you know, because we can keep it on the back burner. Yeah, we can um, do it in January because we'll do uh, the year in review. Absolutely, Richard. Um, but instead, I decided, you know, it's Christmas. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the eve of Christmas Eve. Is that any special day? <clears throat> uh, no, no. Um, Nothing special no. about that day. Nobody, <laughs> nobody really gives no. a fuck. Just the nobody, 23rd. Yeah, just the, just the 23rd. Um, so I decided instead, old friends should come together. And I invited Mr. Fred Dunn on the show. Fred, welcome back to the 40 and Slip. I am here. It has, been, the, it has been a long time. It has. It has been a very, very long time. Um, Fred and I, uh, the first time we spoke was in 2013 man um i was just starting the 40 and slip and i had said to him dude i'm i'm asking you for a solid uh can you give me i think the first thing i had asked you for was the uh the bigfoot bedtime story picture yes with the uh, Bigfoot reading to the little baby Bigfoot with the fucking nightcap on. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so good. And then I decided to do the uh, um, the 40 and Slim. And you did, I had asked you to do the uh, Cryptids playing poker. Oh, yeah, man. I forgot all about that one. Yeah. And I, and I had explained to you my idea, you know, what mm. I... You know how I wanted him to have the tarot cards instead of regular playing cards. Yep. And you threw out, I can't remember if you threw out, I'm pretty sure you did, the Ouija board in the center of the table. Yeah, we, we that was your idea. a bunch of things back and forth. Yeah, I'm not sure which of us came up with it. But, uh, you know, after I had said, I had given you the idea. You know, my idea, you'd come back to me and you were like, dude, there's actually like, I can't remember how many you said, like so many different versions of yep. dogs playing poker. Oh, yeah. Because that's what I wanted to model it after, obviously. Yep. And, um, man, what you came back with was, and I had, I had told you, I said, I want kind of like the men in black back in the corner. 
yeah you know like watching on you know but yeah you, yeah the, the image that you came back with was was perfect absolutely perfect in every way and uh thus was born our uh collaborative efforts uh, correct sir for for a time and I, that's why i've always said always that Fred is probably one of the hardest working contributors to the 40 and slip, even though you never hear him. <clears throat> silent. Um, the silent partner of the 40 and slip. Although you did do the uh, daily dose with me for a while. Yeah, yeah. I did a bunch of shows and uh, yep. had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I have a hard time uh, talking sometimes and socializing. So at the time I thought, you know what? Uh, this would be a good uh, sort of activity, and it definitely it has helped lay down a foundation for me over the last few years. Yeah, all of them, like little little bricks in a wall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but Steve, what's that? Sorry. Steve says he's uh, happy to be joining in. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> well, la di da. I did not know, Mister Alcorn was uh, available tonight i was told otherwise so surprise being, on me that being the case well we he probably didn't... wasn't available until he found out we got dreadful <clears throat> yeah. well yeah i mean uh who doesn't want to talk to fred mm. and i'm pretty sure fred has done some work for uh steve as well oh yeah 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 definitely uh, and you know and and uh, then uh, we wound up, uh, the show continued on for a while, and um, Fred had come back to do some more stuff that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd gotten in touch with him about. Uh, of course, you did the round table, Matt, Steve, and I picture. Yeah, yeah. With and the, the, and, the, uh, and I, never, I never expected this. Fred comes back with all this artwork. He's yep. like, dude, I just went down a, I just went down a hole. Like he did yeah. like, the picture of the three of us getting anal probed, chased by zombies, the zombie oh, version yeah. of us. Like it yeah, yeah. was <clears throat> insane. And um, you know, uh, I, I, I just I couldn't believe it. It was it was it was fucking great. Such a good such such amazing work uh for such a shit show. <laughs> Well, yeah, and uh, you know what, though? I, I, I've enjoyed uh, a lot of these challenges. Uh, one thing that I set about to doing back then was uh, uh, I uh, wanted to try to, you know, challenge myself, and, and you know, as an artist and all that crap, and I thought no better community to hook up with than the cryptid and Bigfoot community because uh, you'll always find a challenge in there. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where that started with. And welcome, Steve Alcorn. Why didn't you listen. tell me you were available? No, no, listen. why didn't? No, 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 eat shit and bark at the moon. No, no, oh, sir. Cowboy hat-wearing motherfucker. You said you were not available tonight. Next week. Next week? I thought you meant this week. Yes, stupid. No, 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 Because no, no. I was in on that conversation. You definitely said you weren't available this week. I No, you guys misunderstood. Fred knew I was available. I'm sure. That's right. Yeah, I knew for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I was. I was hey. just saying. To, I was just saying to, to Fred, Steve, um, that I know uh, that in fact he did some uh, some work for you. Uh, he did a, He did. He did some commission work for me. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Absolutely. A, a nice, a lovely, uh, real, real, uh, kind of like a pencil drawing, but it was like uh, from a picture of me and my wife. It was really nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It, uh, like I said, back then uh, I was really trying to focus on just, you know, branching out and doing a bunch of different style and, I uh, said so I really enjoyed uh, uh, some of our conversations. Maybe not some of the ones that were online, but definitely <laughs> the ones prior to uh, the show. Hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the 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 amount, the body of work that you did artistically for the show. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, and then the the, the final picture that uh, uh, I had you do, because of course we did the forty and strip too. Oh yeah, I did a bunch of those. Uh, yeah, and I've actually, uh, I think somewhere along the line, somebody, uh, I think it was a, uh, we did some sort of, a, oh man, the ghosts from Pac-Man. Yep. Yeah, and the wife, uh, somebody had uh, liked it somewhere and was claiming it was their artwork or something. Oh really? Yeah, I get all these weird messages from people. Uh, Everywhere from like China ripped off one of my uh, Doctor Who images and sold four thousand units Holy of uh, wow. phone cases. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that's pretty prevalent in the art world, though. It is, and it's a risk I knew I was gonna take. And uh, it's weird because, like, with the with the Doctor Who stuff, I mean, legally, there's not much I can do. I don't own him, and when it comes to fan art, I can't really do much. But uh, when it comes to Bigfoot and cryptids, uh, there is a, a different sort of policy in regards to that. And uh, that recently happened where somebody ripped off every one of the uh, interpretations of Bigfoot I did mm. and was uh, selling them online. Mm. And I actually got in contact with the company. And to make a long story short, I now work for them. And uh, <laughs> they, they, I, they produce my artwork and I give them the permission. And that other artist disappeared. Ah. Well, how, you can't really call him an artist if he's stealing your shit. True enough. True enough. He's a, well, no, you can call him an artist, a con artist. Yeah, yeah scam yeah, artist, con artist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and um, then kind of things. It wasn't that things fell off between uh, Fred and I. No. We just kind of lost contact. Um, I noticed that Fred was um, getting more into doing the. Uh, the comic cons and uh, he was getting a lot more commission work and i knew yeah. i mean from what you know the talks that you and i had had i yeah. knew that you wanted to make more money at what you were doing and yeah and 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 doing it the way you were doing it wasn't panning out for you and no. and, I, and i think it's one of the greatest travesties that your channel on youtube doesn't do yeah any better than what it does no, and it's true, and I've tried a bunch of different tactics, and it's something uh, like I mean, I'm into the fight game. I love professional fighting, especially mixed martial arts, and they're always talking about how you can't force the knockout. And uh, when it comes to this kind of uh, self promotion, um, you know, it, it's tough. You you can't go for the knockout. Uh, you got to sort of wait and let things happen naturally, and yeah. Almost like fishing, you know, I got a lot of lures out in the water and I finally got enough out there with a good enough amount of bait that, you know, with the help of my wife running things behind the scene, I'm able to reel in some of these projects and you got enough of them on the go. Mm -hmm. Plus these Comic-Cons, which have been incredibly interesting to go and physically meet people. 
and have them tell me if my artwork is good or if they think it sucks. And I've had both of those experiences. I've had uh, just a wide, wide breadth of uh, different kind of uh, things. And it's just something that picked up. I went to a local Comic-Con, had a table, then went to the largest show that they have in uh, my part of Canada, which is so uh, what was it? So what was, Expo. what was that like, Fred? Because I'm going to assume that at some point you went to a Comic-Con yourself. No, I'd never gone prior. Really? No, I'd always really? wanted to, but uh, I kind of got, um, it's not a, I don't, I don't want to say it's a disorder, but uh, I, um, I have like uh, attention problems sometimes. And uh, when I get into large groups of people, my, my hearing can go out, my ability to focus. So the bigger the group, uh, it's not like a, I, I, I panic or I just, I get lost in there. So the thought of going to something like that or a big concert is kind of a little bit, dicey for me so, so how, really, how are you doing with that as far as being there to sell your wares uh the first bunch of shows were tough i found out that uh, right off the hop that uh physical presentation and sending out you know like good vibes really make a big difference i was kind of you know all tensed up and very uh uh i don't want to say confrontation but you know when you're selling something that's personal to you something that you work on as a craft whether it be oh yeah drawing making cabinets sculpting whatever it is uh it's tough when you when you when you have to deal with criticism and when things don't go your way and uh at the time the first few shows were very tough but i, I had some folks that looked past my physical image which can be kind of intimidating at times and uh <laughs> helped me out with some advice and stuff here and there and uh for the last three years i've really almost been able to enjoy going to some of these shows and really, and they're great. Like the people are awesome and there's no problem with anything there. It, it, the problem I guess lies within me and uh, just having to focus and, and I, try to I, give these. I totally feel you, Fred. I'm the same yeah. way. Well, I, crowds just, I just don't do well on them, you know? No, what, what helps me with this is the fact that like each of us independent artists will be given a small area and that area becomes almost like a haven for me. And uh, almost like, you know, uh, when you're playing tag, I'm able to run home and, yep. and touch down. And because uh, you're, you're not part of the crowd going through. True, true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I find that a lot of people that I uh, that I've interacted with that are both uh, there to purchase stuff as well as vendors and other artists uh they all feel the same uh everybody's got that whole feeling of you know uh i hope it's good enough i i hope i do well uh and for me what really helped was giving up on like a competitive look at it like for me art can't be competitive it's subjective um mm -hmm. Somebody might really, really, really like my artwork, which is, you know, sort of lends to itself to realism, whereas other people like uh, more abstract or something that's more um, cutesy or whatever the case may be. I, and uh, I've learned to appreciate them all. I can't imagine people not liking your artwork, though. I mean, you're no uh, Richard Allen, but... No, true enough. True enough. No, no, no. no you don't hold a fucking candle to Bigfoot well, and Ethan well, you know, I mean, guys, Richard. What can I say? I'm a humble, creative genius. As much I mean, as true. as much as I like to bitch about the fact that I don't understand what the fuck they're about. I mean, come on, 
Artistically, they're yeah. all a triumph. Oh, they are. I mean, the ones I don't understand are the ones I enjoy the most. <laughs> I mean, I've actually found myself having to do research on occasion. Read oh, some Lord. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> too no, much getting like, phone calls from the yeah. Louvre, and they're because like, that, you want to put your what, pictures up. Because that's like, what oh, you want to do when you're reading a comic strip. Yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you want to you have to access <laughs> Google. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I, seriously though, man, you are just an amazing talent. And from the first moment, I think we ever saw your artwork, we were big. We were all fans of it because it was well, just so you. good. Um, not you. <laughs> Perfect timing. I was going to say, Steve, are you talking to me or Richard? <laughs> Actually, I was at first Richard's biggest fan too, but. I don't yeah. understand them all either because I, if you don't follow Richard's uh, stuff from the beginning, you get lost pretty quick. So yeah, you yeah. had you had to be a follower from the beginning, but oh, is it's one of those, huh? Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's like a serial comic. Hmm. You have to you have to read them all. But, but I've only uh, got like ten people that read them, so I just do them for them, really. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it's like for me. Seriously though, Fred, your your stuff is I I mean for me, yeah. top I love your wrestling uh guy, the you know, the wrestling guys you do and yeah. Well I've actually been able to meet amazing. a bunch of them. Like I got to meet Mick Foley and I know, right? him and uh wow, what a, I got to see a show and I've uh, met Ken Shamrock and uh we recently did here in our, our um local area, there's a like a community charity they do every year. It's called Chinlock Wrestling. And they were able to raise something like $44,000 for um, local charities in the area, community uh, nonprofit. And like, I, I just contribute a little bit of artwork to them. And it was, it was a, it was a great success. Uh, I, I get to smooth with some of the, some of the wrestling big dogs. When you met uh, Mick Foley did, and you did the, the picture of him, did you do that while he was there or was that something no. you had done? I had done that, uh, I think two or three nights beforehand. Uh, one of the guys that, uh, runs the thing and he's an editor here in our local community, uh, the local newspaper. Uh, he, um, he just thought, you know, uh, put, uh, could you do like the, uh, three or four images of Mick, you know, as mankind dude love. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, ah, oh, sure. I already had done a picture of him as mankind that I was planning to bring and get signed. So on, just the spur of the moment, I, I whipped it off and uh, yeah, I brought it to him. I actually gave it to him. So the original is with awesome. Mick somewhere. Awesome. And what, yeah. what was his reaction to the to drawing? Well, he was very gracious. I mean, uh, he's a true professional, but uh, obviously, on a, on a side note, like personally, I think you know he he was really he really enjoyed it. Um, he said thank you, and you know we we had a quick little conversation. Um, I was sort of starstruck by not not necessarily him, but uh, Sako, his little uh, sock puppet yeah. that he would uh, <laughs> shove down wrestlers' throats. He was wearing them at the time, and I kept getting distracted. By it and, <laughs> but it was a, it was a great time. Well, you're a big wrestling fan, anyway, not? Yeah, yeah, huge. Uh, not so much in the more modern stuff lately, but definitely uh, the '80s, the '70s, the '90s, and the early. 2000s you mean when it was still good <laughs> well i don't want to go that far uh, <laughs> i'll, I'll tell go you that what, far it's terrible these days when i what? die i want john cena's music played at my funeral so i know they're burying me 
<laughs> you want to know? You, you know what yeah, I want to see is uh, the documentary that was done uh, on Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, I've actually I and think I've seen um, bits of it. Yep. Uh, he got, he was on Joe Rogan and and the stories that that man told. Um, you yeah, know, I watched it, every second his, of that one. His father was a uh, you know a, a pedophile and yeah, just. The, yeah, the, the, him, 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 Grizzly Smith was a was a horrible, apparently in all accounts, a horrible individual. That's Jake's biological father. Right. He was not a very uh he was a professional wrestler, and then after his wrestling career sort of started going downhill, he became a promoter and a ref. And so his life was wrestling and apparently not to be too crude, but messing around with younger aged ladies. Yeah, hmm. and, and uh definitely raped yeah. uh uh jake the snake's mother yeah he's and, a product of rape apparently yeah and his sister yeah um you know so it was it, it was just crazy and to hear him talk about how he wouldn't you know he didn't his daughter never sat on his lap until she was like in her 20s yeah because he was always afraid that he was going to be like his father yeah I mean, and just to hear him talk about that like and it it, it 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 almost brings tears into your eyes as a you know as a as a father because yeah, well, just listening to the guy talk about you know how how painful that was yeah not to try to you know uh try to associate with the victim or like the the perpetrator but you know in order to do that like man the individual his father must have been must have himself suffered some sort of tragedy or because uh, I find oh, that usually, a lot of those, yeah, things, usually, yeah, yeah absolutely, they're, usually they're those built guys. On cycles, yes, yeah, and that's and that's very unfortunate. But, yeah, uh, it, it becomes a learned behavior, and not always. I mean, myself, uh, I come from a very abusive background, and uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but like you know, a lot of the things that Jake said, I I could relate with, and. Um, it's definitely tough because you gotta. You can tell that he has gotten himself at least in a place where he's okay with it, just by the way he was talking about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's and very I, admirable. And, admirable. And to hear about what Diamond Dallas Page did for him, uh man, Diamond Dallas Page moved him into moved him into his fucking house. Yeah. Well, and then after, just you know, carried it carried the man. Literally, yeah. I mean, he was there for me through all of his fuck-ups yep. and just kept at it. I mean, they did a great job editing that, uh, that movie together. But I mean, I, I was, I watched a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Cause I personally do DDP yoga on a regular basis. Now really? I've done it. Yeah. I've been doing it for about three years and it's helped tremendously with a lot of my uh, lower back pain and like being an artist, I spent a lot of time hunched over a, uh, a table. I saw it's almost like I'm sedentary. I'm, I'm engaging myself mentally, but not at all physically. So I try to compensate. So I'm always trying to do workouts and physically. And as I've gotten older, uh, stuff that I wouldn't have done when I was younger, stuff that DDP has helped these guys that have similar injuries I'm going through, but on a much worse level. Like you saw how bad Jake was. I mean, oh, yeah. he was practically crippled. And now the man can can conduct himself. And a lot of that is uh, we, we stop balancing it out. Our level of activity goes down. And uh, 
when we get older, it's not that it has to go up. It's just got to be balanced. And uh, I'm always conscious of that, trying to do enough physically and enough so I can physically put in the drawing time and not be a cripple afterwards. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean that, that DDP yoga, uh, when, when diamond Dallas page was on Joe Rogan and he was yep. talking about the, uh, was, uh, uh, was it the guy who did the parachute jumps? Yeah. Um, and, actually one of his videos I do on a regular basis. Oh my goodness. I can't remember his name off the hop, but yeah, but he's the, a, his story tremendous. was just insane. Yep. And, uh, and uh, totally turned his life around. Well, before I started doing this, uh, I couldn't do like, I couldn't squat down past a, a level of parallel, uh, mm -hmm. from years of doing heavy squatting, my body just, it just to try to go any further. It was excruciating. And the doctors and the chiropractor I was seeing was saying, you, you really got to be able to open up that air, continue to have problems. And his, you know, his step-by-step -step process. Uh, and I mean, originally it was called, I think it was called yoga for the regular guy or regular guy yoga. And I think right after the show on Joe Rogan, he, I think it's officially DDP yoga now because I mean, that's what everyone was calling it. Right. Um, like the, It's incredible what he can do for people in advanced stages of uh, uh, limitations, I guess, physically. Mm-hmm. And he's got at least it's it's interesting because like even my wife who's uh, you know a cancer survivor, uh, it's got different levels for people in different stages. So she if she's got to step away from doing yoga for a few months, she can come back in at a level that's comfortable for her, and mm -hmm. I can sort of maintain doing the stuff that I've built up to. Yeah, great so, program. So, so uh, how's that been? Uh, transitioning from working because uh you used to do like an after school program yeah yeah and I would, and, uh, and and now you and your wife work together and uh kind of well, do your own thing how was that transition it was a long uh long haul transition about three years ago uh, i had to cut back my hours severely just because eat some of the deadlines um because you know uh, on occasion I'll work with smaller publishing companies in the States mm -hmm. where you guys are from and, and, you know, they don't mess around. So a lot of the times you'll have to sign a contract and have it done by a certain time or there's financial penalties. Right. So, you know, it was, it was getting tough. Like we were doing all this stuff anyways. So I finally just had to pull away and, and uh, give up doing that and just focus on this full time. And well, what has happened, as a side product, I don't know at what point, but somewhere along the lines, I'll be opening up or doing some sort of uh, uh, teaching of uh, local kids when it comes to art. I don't know if I'm going to be hooking up with a, another program or um, <laughs> doing it on my own, running like an art program out of my house or at a facility. But I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of people really want me to continue, you know teaching their kids in, in the art. Cause that's what I was doing mostly at the after school program. Mm -hmm. Mind you, you know, I was also responsible for a lot of other stuff that was kind of right. But, it, but if you're doing that, you're not going to be, you know, if you're subbed out in that way, you're not going to be responsible yeah. for the kids as much. You'll be more, yeah. you know, it'll be more, you know, a, a different type of thing. 
Well, and we didn't have a, it's not a a disagreement, but the thing is uh, for them, they're looking to facilitate after school care. And for me, I want uh, the children that are going to, that want to do the art. I want them to want to do it. Um, You can't force it. Um, I was finding a lot of the kids that I was trying to teach, like they, there's no point in doing it in a group setting. These children who a lot of them explain, exhibited great talent. Like they needed to have like a one-on-one or a two-on-one setting where, you know, they could not be distracted by their peers. And, uh, I don't know. It's just something that's in like very, 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 very early stages right now, but who knows? Maybe in 20 years. You got to have the kids who love to do it. I mean, yeah, that nobody becomes to. an artist just because, hey, today I want to be an artist. You know, they, it has to be yeah. something that's ingrained in you and you love doing it. Just like you, I'm sure you've, you've probably been doing this your entire life. Oh, yeah. In, in so, one stage or another. Right. Um, I mean, I took some time off here and there, you know, a disgruntled young 20-year-old. Fine, if they don't want to buy my art, I won't draw yeah. it. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough cause it, it is a, it is a, it's tough. I, I had a mentor that would come to my school when I was very young and he was a, a local landscape artist. So he would go out in a canoe and, and paint things in oil paint. And hmm. I remember him fondly telling me, he's like, you know, be prepared to have a lot of difficulties if you want to make art your profession. And he wasn't like he was trying to discourage me cause he sure as hell didn't. But uh, it was definitely, you know, he he was trying to, you know, be ready. It's not what you're thinking it's going to be. And it never has been. It's been just 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 like being a musician or a a writer. It's really super tough (laughs) to uh, to make a name for yourself in those industries because there's so much talent out there. Any type of creative field. Like, I mean, if you're creating woodwork or, uh, you know, art, music any anything it's 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 a it's a very uh difficult thing to do you because you pour everything into it yeah it's yours and then you have to deal with rejection and you know and you know even the adoration yeah like uh like some of the shows that i do are like uh like these comic cons are uh for lack of a better term some of them are just like they call them fan expo and uh comic days and a bunch of different ones, but some of them are very small and small communities. And this is the first time that they're getting anything like that. And, uh, they can be, they can be difficult. It could be hit and miss because, you know, my artwork is, while it does have a lot of comic book and pop culture references, it's, it's more, uh, there's, there's the realism aspect that, uh, the wife and I have noticed that several people, I I don't want to say are copying, but are definitely, you can see the inspiration in their work because I've been doing these shows for about three or four years. And uh, the way they're structured is like us, us artists, independent artists, we sort of hang out in a a middle part and then they'll have all the professional artists uh, ringing us around the area. So for a consumer, they can go check out us independent artists and then move off to the, the pro line and had a few friends that have switched. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, technically, if you're like doing work for some companies, you're kind of pro. Well, that's it. That's what I was uh, kind of getting to. Like, I, I myself, <laughs> I could, I could apply for one of the pro tables and potentially get them, but it, the, uh, it just seems that uh, 
like for me, uh, my success comes from being able to display my wares. Uh, people look, they say, oh, well, that's, that's not normally what you see around here. Mm -hmm. They go off, they come back, they look, they'll have a conversation with me. I'll talk to them about, you know, my YouTube channel and how uh, I started it up to help people realize that, you know, this level of art is possible. And, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll get sales from that. Sometimes it's just great conversation. And when you go to the pro booth, they, they give you less area. Uh, mind you, you don't have to pay. A lot of times they'll pay you. But uh, a couple of, couple of guys that have went and gave it a try didn't have a very successful outing. So I'm on the fence right now. Right, right. Yeah. And then they keep like the celebrities like Jason Momoa and all those guys hidden way far off. Right, exactly. The only, the only time I was near them uh, was in a show in Hamilton. I got to see uh, all the wrestlers. They were walking by our booths. Shawn Michaels, the boy toy. Nice. Yeah, but they're they're pretty good shows. But uh, yeah, it's tough because like I see a lot of young artists like they're doing their first show, and part of me wants to go over there and give them advice. But you know what? I I don't want to be the turtle that's <laughs> sitting on the the baby turtle sitting on the beach, thinking I should go back and help those turtles, and then I get eaten alive. Yeah. You know, I want to be the baby turtle that's striving to get to the water and let the other ones, the strong ones, make it there with me. And then maybe we can team up and do some stuff and <laughs> and fight crime. Well, yeah, yeah. And, but become, I and become teenage mutant ninja turtles. Oh yeah, a lot of turtles. That's the best thing about it is kids and cosplay. Like uh, some of the kids that dress up. Uh, I ran into a child there. He couldn't have been more than ten. Not only was he dressed entirely as an exact replica of Jason Voorhees, but when he took off the 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 mask part, he had a mask underneath hmm. of Jason's face. Oh, oh that's nice. cool. Without the mask, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just something him and his dad got together and over the course of a few months worked on and those car those cosplay people, they they take that shit serious, man. Yeah, and there's 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 two different kinds too. They're like they're the the cosplayers that are just there to sort of, you know, right. uh do it because they love it. Uh, there's no real financial benefit for them. And then Steve, there's Steve uh, completely understands that, Fred, because yeah, he, cos like, he cosplays as a cowboy. Oh, he does a good job. <laughs> he, uh, I thought he you were going to go back to this whole furry thing that we he, had a discussion. He, 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 oh, pretends, <laughs> he pretends to be a cowboy. And yeah. um, I, I don't understand if people buy it or not. But No, they don't buy it. Um, he's not. Man, was, I, every time I think of Steve, I think of cowboy hats, horseshoes, and marble cigarettes. I yeah, don't know see, why. So for Fred, I'm doing a good job. I yep. think, or actually pray for what comes from that, lung cancer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's actually fun. Well, the wife, uh, she's been, <laughs> my wife is into big time sales, uh, like getting deals and everything. So it's neat every time uh, on occasion I see some of the stuff that Steve will pick up. Uh, and it's sort of thrift shopping adventures, and uh, finally, we call it somebody. Shit. Finally, somebody on this show who understands and can appreciate what I do. I I do as uh, I like to get a good deal, and the wife does too. And it's neat when you can, because that that's a lot of what it is at the comic cons. Like uh, you're not there for everybody. Steve uh, likes to get a good deal too, Fred, yeah. especially at an adult bookstore in the oh, back of a little now. glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. He keeps sticking his thumb in there for some reason, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Where's that <laughs> supposed to go? <laughs> I did like you, Fred. Uh, no. <laughs> it was about to happen. So, Fred, and I, I, yeah. I mentioned this before the show. I know that you can't. You posted some pictures, let's say. Yeah. And uh, they would allude to the fact that you have something coming up. Yeah, at some point in 2019, I'll be making uh, hopefully an announcement. I can't really. Uh, all can't, I, can, right, I could say I signed one of those NDAs. I did yep. one of those things. It involved a, a flight to the good uh, uh, United States of America because I'm Canadian. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, now, it was. You, you weren't. You weren't in any trouble for the pictures that you posted, right? Nope. <clears throat> nope. Okay, so, Not that I know so, so, far. so what we can let people know is that uh, Fred traveled to, uh, I believe it was Los Angeles. Yep. And uh, there was some some uh, pictures of, uh, you know, the hotel I believe he was staying at, yep. and uh, and uh, maybe some production work. Yeah. Well, there was uh, uh, there was. Uh, and then don't go and don't say too much, Fred, because I, oh, I, I personally don't want you to get. Uh, you know, I, I know all about NDAs. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I what I can talk about is the cultural shock of being a Canadian hanging out in Los Angeles, and uh, it was not what I was expecting. Um, Los Angeles is by far smaller than I thought it was. Oh yeah. Uh, every everything is bunched in. Um, we were kind of in like an airport hotel. It was only there for a couple days, I think three days or two days tops, one night. And it was just a, a whirlwind. Uh, we missed our flight, the initial flight out. Then we, we finally got there. And um, yeah, I, I learned uh, a couple things I learned. Uh, people don't know what taxis are, apparently, even though they, they're, they're driving all over the place. The wife and I kept trying to ask people. They're like, no, nah, man, use your Uber app. <laughs> like what my uber app you mean i'm not gonna let some stranger come up with i'm supposed to glow it up at them what <laughs> so eventually we found uh, uh somebody to drive us around and uh the wife almost had a heart attack because the the uber driver was very good but uh i think he was like one of those cast offs from fast and the furious because <laughs> he was he was coasting like a couple times i even white knuckled it i'm like we went, whoa my wife and i went down to nashville a couple months ago, and there's Lyft drivers and Uber drivers all over the place, and those guys are just—I mean, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Well, but that's they know it. I think around. they know what they're doing. You yeah. Know? Well, technically, I think I took a Lyft, not an Uber, but uh, you know, same difference. Yeah. Same, same difference. Yeah. I, I got it. But you realize it's. But you realize it's it's fucking normal. Yeah, and in the I mean, hotel or. Well, when we were in the air airport heading home, there was an overhead uh, call out my brush with fame. They were trying to get Ariana Grande to come to whatever gate she was supposed to go. <laughs> so I kept looking around for uh, Ariana Grande to come running by. I was nowhere near that gate, of course. I was in like <laughs> some sort of economy section. Well, you ain't lived. You ain't lived until you rode an elevator with Dan Marino, like I did. Oh yeah. man. Just to bask in his glow. I know, yeah. right? It would be glorious. He's actually yeah. a pretty cool guy. He, I bet. He's very courteous. <laughs> and everything. Well, I always imagine he smells like mahogany and brill cream. I don't know why. <laughs> I can tell you. Wouldn't, no, wouldn't you want to hang not. around with a quarterback that actually won a Super Bowl, though? Listen. <laughs> if you got a choice. <laughs> <But> actually, yeah. 
I'm I'm six foot two, and a dude towered over me. I couldn't believe how tall oh, he really yeah, was. He's a you you wouldn't know. Fella. Yeah, he's a big fella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was my brush with fame. Well, that was it. Like I ran into uh, Animal, the professional wrestler. Uh, he was on uh, Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors. I loved them as a kid. Ooh, what a rush! And uh, I, I was uh, ecstatic to go meet him, but it was kind of uh, emasculating at the same time. Because I'm not a small guy, 6'2", 220, a big fella. You know, I used to be bigger, but I went over and I met him. Not only did his hands dwarf mine, but when he uh, said, hey, buddy, you want to put on my shoulder pads? I put them on and his shoulders must be so large that in my picture that I got, it looked a little kid wearing his dad's <laughs> shoulder pads. <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice. I got him to sign a picture I did of him, and uh, awesome. yeah, he was a cool cat. Well, with what you do, I mean, you you obviously have a lot more brushes with fame than I than Chris or Richard or I would. Chris or Richard will never have a brush with fame. I mean, being over there on some island somewhere, but yeah, yeah. Well, I got my link. I got my one. links to that island. <laughs> I, that my, I have actually hung out with Rowan Atkinson, so screw you. There Yippee. You go. Yippee. Mr. Bean? <laughs> Mr. Bean himself. The one and only, so fuck you. Well, hey, my, my family is originally from uh, Gloucester in the Forest of Dean, apparently. That's where the, uh, my, the Duns that uh, came over, that's where they were originally from. Gloucester. Yes. It looks like Gloucester, but it's pronounced Gloucester. Or am I getting that right, Richard? Just Gloucester. Gloucester. That's right. Yep. Gloucester. Yeah, that, that's it. That's I it. like Gloucester better. Well, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird because there's remnants of it in our family. Like, uh, we don't call underwear underwear. We call them knickers around here. So people are always like, what What are you talking about knickers? And, well, that's, that's, <laughs> what we, that's what we call underwear here. Underpants. I didn't know that. Yeah, underpants. Underpants. Don't leave your dirty knickers on the floor, you pig. Captain Underpants? I I have my own language. You, you definitely language? do. <laughs> I, yeah, I, soda pop. People get mad at me for saying soda pop. Well, so I'm in that I, part of the country where it's either pop or soda, Yeah. so I just combined it to. Yeah, yeah. I, up here, it's pop. We, we call See? it pop. Uh, uh, very rarely do you call it soda unless you're referring to anything other than a name brand cola right. so like if you got seven up or pepsi you know you call it you know pop but if it's something like uh i don't know like rc cola you call it cola rc is kind of a name brand but whatever <laughs> yeah we don't get it uh I, oh yeah we used to get it and uh, i remember the big thing uh i used to like uh, in high school football was drinking jolt cola oh, oh yeah jolt no cola. i saved up yeah. all my money as a kid because the one local store sold Jolt Cola. And then they made yep. the, I think it was a gum, Jolt Cola gum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, that was some good. Th those were the good old days. Yeah, I used to pick up a bunch of the Jolt Colas and a few porn mags because the guy that worked behind <laughs> the thing, he, he didn't know that I was like 16 years old, but I looked like I was older. So. I bet you had a good night, too. Those oh, were the days. <laughs> Furious hours of masturbation. <laughs> ah, yes. The good times. Joke uh, cola and porn magazines. Eh? Yep. That's a, it was a staple for a while up here in the north. Especially if you can't it. skate. You know, a lot of stores, at least in the States, and I don't know how, probably the same up there with 
quit carrying it because of the caffeine content and all that, and it was yeah, bad yeah, yeah. for yeah. you. But you can now, still get now it. Now we have Red Bull. Yeah. 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 Now they um, got energy drinks. That, monster that gives you heart attacks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, son, that stuff was really bad for you. I know they were right to ban that. My son wow. drank like three monsters in a row one day, and I thought he was going to die. Uh, my uh, my one son actually, uh, he says that the energy drinks didn't contribute to his heart issue, but uh, he ended up having to stay in the hospital for a couple nights because his heart was beating irregularly. And yeah, at the time, he was definitely consuming a fair amount of those things. That's one of his banes. He's a straight edger right to the core. Doesn't do anything but drink lots of caffeine. Yeah, that sounds like me. That's all I do. Yeah. Definitely, uh, yeah, it sounds well, exactly. Hey, I mean, come on, listen, uh, Richard. Let's not, you know, it's not, it's not split hairs, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, uh, were we going to talk about Dyer? Because uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I was getting there. I yes. wanted, to, I wanted to give you a platform. Uh, well, you know, and and I, and, and, and you know, uh, like I said, I wanted to uh, have someone on that uh, we hadn't seen or talked to in a while. And, uh, oh, yeah, this has been a and, blast. Uh, um, you know, it's kind of like a Christmas present to myself, uh, getting to talk to you. Because, Fred, I, I, you know, I, I can't stress enough how much I appreciate everything that you did for the show. Yeah, it, no, it was... I, me too. It was, uh, <clears throat> like I said, uh, they, you know, it was a, Kind of uh, at the time, I was digging around for people in the community, and uh, it just uh, it worked. I can't even remember the video I originally saw that you'd put up, but it was something, and uh, I just thought, uh, "Yeah, man, I I got a few uh, extra hours here and there. Let's throw some artwork in there." Extra hours, man. I got one, two, three, four of your <laughs> drawings on my back <laughs> wall back here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, the one that you did on commission for me too is yeah. in my house. And yeah, we, my wife even, she doesn't follow this show. She hates this show, and yep. everybody knows that. But she, she loves the artwork, and we had it hanging in our living room for a long time. So awesome! I'm honored. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, messaging you, asking you if I could. Uh, make a couple posters out of it. I don't want to do it without your, you know, telling you first. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, when I do my morning show for the reselling stuff, it's in the background yeah. and I've, I've gotten a lot of questions and I've tried to direct them to your YouTube channel. And hopefully you've gotten a few subscribers from that, but I don't know. I can't keep track like, uh, of all of that. Like my YouTube channel, it, it's odd cause it goes up and down. They, they recently demonetized me because of my con my content time isn't high enough. I've got everything else covered, so they want me to change my whole format. And uh, right now, it's working. Like I'm using it as, you know, and I, I can never tell which which person that I've interacted with or that has interacted with somebody that has interacted with me at some point that then contacts me. But it happens all the time. Like somebody says, "Oh yeah, I, I heard about you from here," and. Well, I'm, no. I, I hope that I've sent a few your way. I, I don't, and I hope this show here too has sent a few your way. I'm sure it has, but I, I know it's. I know it's definitely sent a few that I've had to block on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no joke. No, I'm just. No, just uh, no, oh, hey, hey, no, we understand. If that, if, if I totally fucking believe that. Well, the wife's on the line going, trying to uh, research where this person uh, I've contacted them through. Uh, where is it? 
Fordian slip. Ah, there we go. Okay, that's where you got in contact with whoever it was. We apologize. That's okay. No, we don't. No, no, it's been fun. Like I, for a while there, I was getting weird requests. Can you draw like uh, a severed chimpanzee heads, or like can you draw a fetus with the feet of a chimpanzee? And uh, could, you, a could you could you draw a tentacle monster? Fucking not yet, but it's on my list. <laughs> Maybe I can have it, have it fucking a chimpanzee. With a severed head. With a severed yeah, with head. a severed oh, head. Steve. You gotta go big. Uh, you gotta go, if you're gonna do that, you gotta go Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, Richard. Rick Dyer. Rick Dyer. Yes. Rick back in the Dyer. News? He's back in the news, Steve, oh, because boy. karma has served upon him righteous uh -oh. fury. Uh-oh, what happened now? Oh, this is this story is great. So, first of all, Rick Dyer is like, if you don't know who he is, just fucking close down YouTube and leave because we don't want you as fans of this show. Okay, he's one of the, the bigger frauds and con men in the Bigfoot community. Uh, he's different in the, you know, unlike Matthew Johnson, Kelly Shaw, Todd Stanning, and all those other cunts, he will actually admit in the end that it was a hoax, but that's the only different thing he does. Now, uh, the end of last week, he went out to Thailand. He'd met a girl on the internet. And he went to get... Wait, whoa, whoa. I thought he was married. Yeah. Well, come on, Steve. Let's just okay. let me tell the story. He went out to Thailand to get some action, basically. He met this 19-year-old girl. They had lots of sex. Got her pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Came back to the States. Told Lily it was over. Moved out. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. They're getting a divorce. I know that. Anyway, come to find out, she was already pregnant when he went out there, and he was <laughs> she was in fact scamming him and taking all his money. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! <laughs> but first of all, you get a message from a girl in Thailand or Nigeria or the Philippines, whatever, it's probably going to be a scam. I mean, Rick should know that. Yep. Kind of racist. If I'm honest. No. No, it is. You're what? saying that like all Filipino or Nigerian no. women are scam artists. I'm not saying that. I didn't no, say you all. Just, I you, you should just you should just fucking look at it. Suspect. Yes. Yeah. Immediately. Rick, Rick Dyer should be suspicious of any female contacting him, period. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like like oh, no. like you know, Richard, if a fucking place called you up for an interview and said, please, you know, meet us in a back alley behind a dumpster. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you look at that as kind of suspect? I wouldn't it, look at that as it, kind of but suspect. I mean, it's, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, it could happen. Sure. Be could completely happen. fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. But this, yeah. was, this girl did exist, but sure. was in fact using him for money. Well, duh. Yeah. And he left his so, wife. Uh, so uh, uh, thereby scamming him and yes. fitting yeah. the profile that uh, we all were default going to because of, you know, statistically speaking, uh, if you think yes. about it. In this case, it was a scam. You're right, Chris. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It, it, what's but, funny about it is that Rick didn't see it that way <laughs> because that's all. I mean, that's his whole MO. I mean, he that's what he does. 
and he <laughs> fell for it. The fuck young women from Thailand? No, I mean the scam part. You know, the it's the li- it's, it's living proof karma works. Maybe, yeah. maybe this girl is like some sort of a Bigfoot cryptid avenger, uh, trying to get oh, back yeah. some of the some of the she, money that uh, he's she, built out of the the community. She did something that none of us could do. Everybody's been trying for years to bring him down. Well, the joke of it is, you know, he's going to lose most of the money he made in that whole Bigfoot scam thing to buy his car lot and everything in the divorce. Yeah, what this Taiwan woman has taken. So, had it all knocked back down again. How did you find out about this, Richard? It's all over the fucking Bigfoot I mean, groups. I, well, I don't follow the Bigfoot groups anymore. Did Rick make a statement, or is this how... Oh, yeah. Rick and Lily both made separate, really long videos, if you've got the time. Yeah, I see, I, Rick, I, I, I don't have the time. I, Rick, came, I came into the story after something about one of Rick's friends uh, having a, a rather raucous adventure alongside Rick in his Thailand excursion. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Richard knows what I'm talking about, but uh, there was some sort of filmed footage, I guess. I'm oh, not sure. Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, these lady boys. Was it was it like found footage? <laughs> <laughs> Are we all going to be horrified? It, it will be now. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you though, I, I don't wish any harm or bad luck on even Rick Dyer. I mean, I, I've actually spoken oh. with the guy. He's it, it's kind of funny that something like that happened to him but in a way it's not because there are women all over the world who will do shit like that to a guy and there's guys who will do it to a woman too i mean yep but maybe maybe somebody else can learn a lesson from it i don't know so maybe something good will come out of it but still i mean it's rick dyer so it's kind of funny (laughs) it is yeah absolutely but anything else going on in your uh future fred uh, not much that I can, uh, disclose or let, let be known. Uh, I do know that, uh, when I get the green light, I'll hopefully be back on the show and give everybody a heads up on the inner workings of my, my excursion. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, de- yeah. Definitely have you. And like I said, yeah. uh, you know, um, I wanted to, to get a chance to talk to you, you know, say Merry Christmas. Um, and, uh. You know, thank you for everything. I did uh, also, Steve. Um, not that this involves you, because you, you. No, know, nothing ever involves me. I mean, you I'm won't. Gonna, you you won't be any. No, no, no. You won't be any part of this one anyway. Uh, I did speak to another uh, good friend of ours, Mr. David Baddorf. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> How is it? Um, and I, I said to him, I said, "Here's what I'm thinking, David. Uh, one night only." The return of down the rabbit hole with David nice. Baddorf. and and uh, him and I are going to speak this Saturday. Awesome. Um, and uh, and we are going to discuss uh, uh, maybe a bunch of different things. What's uh, uh, what's uh, Mister Batdorf up to nowadays? We haven't seen him around in a while. I I I, I didn't. Um, didn't I didn't delve. get a chance. I didn't get a chance to delve into too much of that with him. You know what's going on with him. Um, I know he's had another kid at awesome. this point. Um, it's been God. It's been Christ four four years since I've seen yeah. him. You know, in person. Um, that was when I went out to uh, uh, went out to Washington and uh, met him. And David's David's just a great guy. 
Well, you and David had a good thing going there, and then he just kind of dropped off the face of the earth for a well, while. Well, yeah, I, you know, and I, I always like talking to David because talking to David, and, and hence why I called the show when I did it with him, you know, down the rabbit hole with David Batdorf, because we, we tended to just bounce these ideas off each other in hangouts long before we ever did a show together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and just start going down these weird little little threads and rabbit holes that uh, – it, it it is fun to me. It is very very fun to me. So um, uh, I'm hoping that that cool, dude. yeah he's he's awesome. And uh, you know when I went out there, I got to have dinner with him, and I met his wife. And, uh, and now we have to settle for Richard Allen because that door's been out of the picture. So yeah, <laughs> Moose, yeah, because we we, we could have we could have had David Baddorf. You know that would have been great. I know. Dave. Yeah, things things that could have things that could have been things that could have been Steve. You know, alternate realities, Steve. Yes, I am all you guys are capable of getting, and it's about damn time you appreciated me. Oh. <laughs> I'll let you know when it's time to be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got Fred done, so we must be doing something good. Yeah, That's and right. hey, and hey, listen, well, listen. Yeah. No, for the record. Richard, I am grateful for you. You got us Mick West. Yeah. Um, that was a good show. And that and there's there's nothing that anyone is going to get that is going to be better for me than Mick West. That was the longest running gag <laughs> that we had on this show. Somebody get me Mick West. I, yeah, I said it him. and said it and said it. And motherfucker, you got him. So <laughs> Merry Christmas, you fucking British prick. <laughs> Do they celebrate Christmas over there? Uh, uh yes, celebrate Yule. Yeah, they, I was just gonna say yes, but they do. They do it traditionally. Oh, we burn hogs and stuff. Yeah, I always think of when I think watch uh, anything by Charles Dickens, like the Christmas Story. I think of Richard. So, yeah, every year Richard sticks his head out his window and goes, "Little boy, what day is it?" <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Big goose in the butcher's window. You know, the big one that's as big as you. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. You know that's what? Right. When you're dead, you don't care about that shit anymore. So I think Scrooge really reacted poorly. He, should have, he was doing it perfect. Should have just been all, fuck little Timmy. I'm keeping my money. Timmy. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you, Richard. I think he should have just kept his money and still been a Scrooge. I mean, he, he was better off, wasn't he? He was. He was much better off. Monetarily. And fucking, you know, and in this day and age, SJWs would never tolerate three ghosts going around abusing old men in the middle of the night. Ooh, there's a cartoon in that. It's a good idea. Yeah, there Thanks, you go. Steve. See that? We're just inspiring everybody tonight. Fred's going to draw this technical monster uh, fucking a chimpanzee with no head, and you're going to draw three ghosts harassing an old man. Yeah, and yep. then my wife will spend three days trying to figure out where that came from. <laughs> like, oh, Fred, Fred why did you draw Fred. this? Yeah. <laughs> and, this why does, and why does it have a voice track by Chris going, ah, oh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. Well, we, we did invite Fred back for when he has his big announcement, but his wife yeah. may have different plans. <laughs> yeah. 
food. Uh, every now and again, every every now and again, she undoes the chain around the drawing board, and I get to go hang out and do stuff. So nice. yeah. you're like you're like one of those kids in China making iPhones. Here's, here's uh, sometimes. A, here's the thing. My wife allows me to do this show as long as she doesn't have to hear any of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I like, hate that show. That's, that's like my ultimate goal is to get your wife to like the show. <laughs> my wife? Yeah. Good luck. Anyone she might, like, it's my, it's my, ultimate, uh, my ultimate goal. I'd, I, I'd be happy. Yeah, Remember that time? T-shirts printed for her to wear. <laughs> yeah. Richard had a 40 and slip t-shirt once. <laughs> Never got actually got it. We broke up before she gave it to me. So there is one somewhere out there. Ah, that's funny. I remember you telling me that. I remember you messaging me that and telling me that. I was like, what? About, about the shirt. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's a long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. But uh, yeah, uh, I, Fred. I mean, I I hope that uh, everything keeps going in the direction that it's going for you. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, hoping so too. Like, I mean, I hope something comes from this uh, trip that I took. I still don't know. Uh, uh, we'll find out in the future. And like I said, I will be letting. Mm, the the vast, what are you what what are what are your minions called? Uh, don't no 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 don't even no don't give him the fucking chance. No, they are not. No, the fuck they are. They're cool slip They are. Richard, you're a piece of shit. I call them dickheads, whatever. Yeah, I mean exactly. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for uh, letting me bring that up, Fred. It's been a there while. Good. <laughs> Fucking alley oop, that motherfucker. Yeah, it was a, ba- it was a bounce pass. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Hey, Fred, Fred is one of the original slipites. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I go but back. Uh, Steve, way back. Steve, don't fucking entertain the idea. <laughs> he said he, it. He said it. he said it. It's a he, was one, he was one of the original dickheads. <laughs> That's yeah. right, and I too, you know, wish you the best of luck, Brad, in all your future. Thank endeavors. you. Yeah, and if you ever need some hints on your art, I'm just <laughs> a message away on Facebook. I will. I definitely. I might uh, ply apply uh, you for some of your digital skills. If yeah, you ever yeah, need to learn how to draw stick figures, and <laughs> I do not draw stick Japan. figures. How dare you! Do you know how long it takes me to make Keith and Colin? About 30 seconds. Five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever need to know the fine art of Microsoft Paint, Richard is your man. That's That's right. right. Yeah. (laughs) That's the shit right there. What is it? What are they? uh, Color drop with the photo bucket or whatever it is? Yeah. 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 That's that's, that's Richard. He's got it all going on. Boom. Humble genius. We got two. Two amazing artists on the show at once. How? When did that ever happen? Steve, before? Steve, it, I <laughs> mean, you know, we did have when it. One, wait, 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 we did have at one point, and you weren't on the show, but we did have Gene Saint Jean on the That's right. on the but program. He, oh yeah, the sculptor, yeah, who does amazing work. 
Yeah, I've actually, I think I'm liked to one of his pages on Facebook. He's, he posted something a while back. It's not triggering in my head right now, but I remember <coughs> he uh, did something. I, and I post on the, the 40 and slip like page, uh, some of his sculptures every so often I, i'll come yeah. across one in my timeline i'll share it might have um, been where i saw it too yeah but uh you know he's because he does the whole cryptid line that they're doing there yeah. um and he's done a bunch of other shit he did the uh the uh the legend of boggy creek monster the that's right yeah the i don't even know how to pronounce that i guess i say it wrong every time i say Fouk. it yeah the falk or i don't know uh, Fook. You gotta That's say good. it like Conor Mc, uh, Conor McGregor, the fighter. Who the <laughs> fuck is that guy? You say Who the fuck is that guy? That's right. Yeah, Fook, the Fook monster. I don't know. I'm probably getting it wrong too. Close yeah, enough. Could be. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Obviously, yeah, Merry Christmas and um, good tidings, good cheer. I, I I'm still, of course, trying to hound the shit out of one Matt Knapp <laughs> to do the show. Matt Knapp uh, mentioned me in a comment the other day. That was pretty cool. That's well, that's very yeah. I, I feel awesome. Well, yeah. every now and again, he pops up in my feed with a message here and there, and it's like, what the? Oh, know. he's hey, absolutely. He's like Santa Claus, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He may be real. <laughs> I'm yeah. starting to wonder. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm worried I'm going to go on the. What's that? I'm worried I'm going to go into Walmart and see, like, you know how they have those uh, fake pictures in the frames, and mm -hmm. I'm going to see like Matt Knapp's face and like realize <laughs> that there is no Matt Knapp. It's just he <laughs> took this out of a frame. That's why we. Uh, he just he just photoshopped it in there. And that would be fucking hilarious. Oh, that is the greatest. Oh my god. <laughs> Matt Knapp is a, tonight. a creation. <laughs> and, uh, I sincerely recommend to all listeners of the show, you head on over to Bigfoot and with Keith and Colin <laughs> tomorrow. It is the 2000 yes. strip, and it is my best ever cartoon, and I've done a video to go along with it. So, oh, special Lord. treat. Wow. And in the Christmas video, early. And in the you, video you will hear, Ah! Oh! <laughs> If you're lucky, I might slip that in. Did you uh, do one of those time-lapse Fred Dunn-type videos? Uh, no. For which, oh, no, there stupid. you go. Nobody does that shit. Nobody needs that aggravation. Only people that don't want any views on their channel do that shit. <laughs> it seems to be. That's the way it works. Uh, I get the, I get a message two or three times a month saying, I really don't understand how you don't have more viewers. And yeah, I'm like, right. I, I, I don't know either. Hey, listen, uh, go hook up with some lady boys from Thailand. Maybe that'll get you some fucking traction. That uh, could be. Maybe, it's yeah. All, it's all right, Fred. We don't have any viewers either. Nah, yeah, that's, that's good. Okay. Uh, as you, and as you should know, uh, Fred, my new motto is that we're uh, riding this to zero. It's it's like right a it's like <laughs> a it's like a calculus equation uh, <laughs> where you're 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 trying to find the limit as something approaches zero. And, it, you know, it probably will never quite get there uh, because there will always be some dickhead named Dean Cooper in the fucking chat. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, I'm riding it to zero. We should uh, have him as a guest. Dean yeah. Cooper. 
No, yeah, he's been paid for being a guest. I'd rather drink. I'd rather drink my own piss. <laughs> I want Dean Cooper's parrot, but not Dean himself. <laughs> Although I think they're one of the same. I haven't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I'm hoping that that the uh, show with David Baddorf will be out before, uh, after the new year. So I don't know if I can get it done before. So uh, you get all sciency with the Batman, the Batdorf man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, I miss our talks, so that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, trying to trying to hound uh, Mister Nap. <clears throat> it is a constant struggle. Someday I'll shame into it, or I'll have a or I'll have a fucking guest on that for some reason he decides to tune in <laughs> and get irritated and be like, "Hey, let me on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Which he's done. It has yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Patrick so. a pissed one would irritate anyone, though, to be fair. Yeah, that was an interesting show. So uh, uh, I'm just uh, I'm just happy to have had you on, man. So uh, good luck with everything coming up. And uh, I look forward to having you back on the show. Yeah, definitely. I'm hoping uh, in the new year, maybe if I get some free time, maybe we'll get an illustration together. It's just always... Uh, Hey, it's, not, I, it's the scheduling thing. It, it, yeah, that's no, what... hey, you've got to, dude, and I, I, this is something I said, you know, when Matt left the show, he went to go do something where he was, uh, it, it was getting way more exposure and yep. he was making more money on it. And I was yep. like, dude, well, yeah, you know, that's the thing that you need to do. And with you, Fred, you started making money and you, uh, you know, you're, you're busy and making money. You're doing yeah. what you love doing. You're having yep. fun doing it. And I wouldn't change that for nothing for you. And I and I do. I know that this this show hasn't driven much your way, but I hope that it, what yeah. it has, <clears throat> you know, if it's driven you some, uh, you know, any uh, commission work, I hope is, uh, you know, uh, I just it's bound to have. And you know, I just I hope it has, and I hope that uh, we continue to. Um, but I look forward to talking <laughs> to you about the. Uh, your trip to LA? Yeah, once I can, uh, it's, it's once, tough. Once you can talk can, about it. Yeah, as soon as yeah. as soon as they tell me I'm not allowed to talk, that's when the wife's like, "Oh, I yeah. really got to watch them now." She's even yeah. watched a few of my messages because you got to be careful. Yeah, no, no, keep it to yourself. And uh, you're familiar with those? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So, on that note, this has been the Forty and Slip. Episode 56, the Christmas special. That's kind of like the Star Wars Christmas special, just as bad. Uh, If you like this shit, hit the thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Uh, Check out Bigfoot with Keith and Colin on Facebook. Uh, That's Richard's lovely little comic strip. Check out uh, Matt Knapp at YouTube.com forward slash Bigfoot Crossroads. Check out our good friend, Phil Poling. At his now defunct, <laughs> unmonetized page, uh, youtube.com forward slash para breakdown. Actually, I think he's monetized, but is he? did he get demonetized, Steve? I can't remember if he actually said didn't. He didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And um, uh, last, but certainly not least, the star of the show. Uh, Me? Fuck off. Dreadfun <laughs> at dreadfun.com. And YouTube.com forward slash dreadfun. And that is D R E D F U 
NN. Uh, we will be back next week with what, Richard? Year in review. Year, oh, oh, <laughs> now you're going to change it up. I hate that shit. The year in review. Seriously? Man, come on. Well, it's going to be New Year's Eve for me. New Year's Eve Eve for you guys. Might as well. Mm, a year in review? It's uh, the last show of the year. We have to. We All right. have to. There's no doubt. <laughs> No, there we can we can do that, Steve. Uh, so, are you going to do the research back into the shows? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the last show from last year and do it. All right, all right. Well, then that's what we're doing next week. So, uh, we will be back next week with the year in review. See ya. <laughs>